Hi, this is Chuck at Lazarus Recovery Podcast at the junction of faith and recovery. This is episode 25 titled Weeds and Crop. Welcome to the podcast. The premise of this podcast is look at what's good and what's bad, what's uh, sort out one thing, faith programs or recovery programs and say they're bad and they're good, you have to sort of um, think of, of it, and I've learned to think of it as a process of growing good crops. When I was, uh, in the days when I was married and you know, before I had kids, uh, we did a garden because we were renting a place that had space for a garden, so we did gardens. It was intriguing. I'd go out at night and weed the garden and you had to weed the garden or just it got completely overwhelmed and you didn't get anything good. You had to learn how to weed the garden. Um, and you had to take care of it and you had to, had to care for it and eventually you'd grow crops. If you took care of it and you, you weeded it and you protected it and stuff like that. But it took sort of persistent care. Now that's a little bit about what this, this episode is about is, you know, looking at both faith and recovery and maybe looking at the gardening. And I think both areas require gardening skills. So let's look at, look at both, you know, weeds and crops. In both areas, what are the crops we're looking for? Because we want to get an idea of what crops are we thinking we're doing. I mean, in recovery, I think, especially AA, I think of AA, the crop we want is new people to get sober and clean and start growing in their recovery, growing in their personality and they're starting to let the old ways go and take on new ways of integrity and stuff like that. So that's the crops AA wants long-term sobriety, people who serve the, the recovery community, people who mentor the new people, people who teach the way of going about it, people who serve the community, people who help the community get better. That's, that's what we're looking for. That's the crop that recovery people are looking for. You know, they don't want them to stay, have their same old rotten way they came into the program. They want to see them grow and mature, be responsible people, and people who are, are a testament to AA, but a testament to their own lives. You know, they want to see them grow and form solid, reasonable, enduring relationships. They want to see them return to normal and not be a cyclone of destruction. That's the crop that everybody works for, mutually, for each other, for themselves, for everybody. They want to see improvement. They want to see helping the next one. They want to see more people getting sober and clean. They want to have a fellowship that welcomes the newcomer and shows fruit, the crop. The crop is, 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 is celebrated like Thanksgiving. 
when a guy or a gal celebrates their first anniversary, that talks, gets up and talks about the, the pluses in their lives. That's the crop. That's like taking the crop from a garden, is the people celebrating new life and new birth in, in just in recovery and in, in getting their lives back, in, in restoring old relationships of, as they say, getting back in a big bed, of, of you know, returning themselves to, to being a good father and a good mother and a good, a good citizen in a community and not just a, a cyclone of chaos. That's the crop. That's the crop. Now for the church, it is very much the same thing. You know, people come in broken and destroyed and they want to see the crop and they, churches call it differently. They say that they want to see the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, long suffering, meekness, mildness, gentleness. They want to see those things. And, you know, in that particular area, they see that crop as being grown by the Holy Spirit. That if you stay close to God and you invite him into your life, that the Spirit works to grow those gifts into them as they stay close to Jesus and they, they invite him into their lives, that his proximity helps them grow a crop. And the church, as it stays close to the Lord, produces itself as Jesus comes into their lives and changes their lives. So that's the crop. The crop is more people discovering Jesus and growing him, uh, more people getting healed, delivered, and set free, You know, more people becoming contagious with Jesus and new people coming in and getting saved and delivered and healed. That's the crop. And the crop, the crop seems a lot the same. Spiritually, it has different names. Duration of it, you know, can be argued is different. You know, in AA, it's temporal. You know, it is, it is just for right now. It is for this life, getting back and having the ability to live a normal human life. In the church, it's uh, growing a crop that is good for now and good forever. Um, different attitudes, but it's basically the same. You know, the crop is, is, is different in length, but it is the same in the hope that people return to a, a good way of living and a good, you know, prosperous, growing, supporting role in the community and in their lives and with their people. So, you know, the crop is very similar. Its definitions are different, but it's very similar. Similar. Uh, you know, they, everybody wants to grow from being a cyclone of destruction into being a, a center of growth and restoration, you know, and that's, excuse me, that's what everybody wants. That's what everybody wants. They want they want a, a new growth, a new. They want to be in a fellowship of new growth, a fellowship of uh, of gardening a good crop for themselves and for people around them. That's what they want. That's what they want. That's what I'm going to a little bit talk about. 
you know, what about those crops? What about those crops? And I'll also talk a little bit about the weeds. What hinders the crops? Like I said, with gardening, you had to go out there at night and weed the stuff that you didn't want there. It would grow up and choke everything out. So let me talk about the, uh, the weeds. We've talked about the crops. That's what we're looking for. Let's talk about the weeds. You know, the weeds are different, but they're human. They're similar in both faith and recovery. What's a weed in AA? I think a, a weed in AA, as in the church, is people who are in the fellowship, whichever one, and they're predators. You know, they didn't know any, maybe they came and they've been predators all their lives, but they come in and they continue to be predators. They continue to do what they did all along. You know, they don't grow, they're like a virus. They don't grow, they simply expand into and feed on other material so that they can continue to live. They're not, they're not a, they're not a crop, they're a virus that threatens the crop. Generally speaking, in gardening, you, you weed out the stuff that chokes out the growth. Well, it turns out that the programs in the AA or the church focus on encouraging and weeding out that stuff. They get a crop. And if they don't spend time and acknowledge that they have to weed, I've been there, done that. I, oh, this can't, I plant the seeds and the crop grows. I didn't come to the place of acceptance that you have to go every night down there and weed. And if you skip a week or two, then you got to spend a lot of work. Every inch of it, you got to claw out those weeds. Or after three or four weeks, there is no crop. You can't find the crop for the weeds. So the weeds grow faster. They grow, can't find them, and you're ripping up. They get all entangled with the, the crop, and you ended up ripping the crop out to get the weeds out. So the learning curve to that is that you got to stay on top of it. You can't ease off. And unfortunately, churches don't learn that. And AA doesn't learn that. So a lot of times the weeds are very similar in a church and in, 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 in AA and NA and those things. It's, well, we're doing our primary thing and we're just not going to pay attention to the small stuff on the peripheral. We're not going to pay attention to the weeds. And, you know, this I've thought about this a lot, and I get resentful about it, but it's very, very similar. You know, I've been in both, both areas a lot. I've come to the conclusion with difficulty that the existence of weeds, the existence of predators, is not, like, rare. It is just... You accept it in a garden, you accept there's going to be weeds. And you just do what you got to do to weed them out. Well, in the church, we have trouble dealing with that fact. Well, we're in a church, they're all saved, it's, it should be fine. You know, this is, this, is, this is heaven on earth. This is Jesus on the hoof. This is, we don't have to worry about that stuff because there's nothing that we have to worry about. 
There's nothing we have to worry about because this is heaven on earth. In AA, it's like, well, we have the tradition, we have the traditions. It's, it's going to run on its own. Well, the problem with that is, is that the virus for the weeds is carried in the people at, to direct relationship as people are trying to work the program or walk in the spirit, you know, and direct relation to how they do that is, is how much the weeds grow. No effort, and their weed, the weeds just grow. I mean, you can have theological expression of that, or you can have a, a recovery expression, but it's utterly true, and anybody that's listening sort of knows that. You know, they know in AA that there's people whose recovery is just garbage, and they're feeding on the peripherals. They're feeding on the, the, the weak people. Sometimes in recovery, there's people around are sober a while and they just slap down these people. Hey, dude, you know, for God's sake, stay away. But other times it's like, hey, you know, it's, it's uh, the weak people just, you know, got to grow up. They got to defend themselves. So, but it's the same in both church. I mean, churches are notorious for ignoring this. They're notorious for it, you know, and I, I got upset for a, lot, a long time. Oh my God, why did they do that? But the, the simple fact is common denominator was human beings. And some human beings just have a real deficiency in you know, civility and reasonableness and basic human compassion. And they are like virus. They are towards their nature. They consume. They look for weakness and they pounce upon it and they consume it and then they move on to another another thing. Just like weeds don't have a personality, they just invade and choke out by the nature of who they are. But the real problem is, is that with human beings, we don't think of ourselves as weeds. In AA, we don't think of other people in a program as, as, as weeds. We don't think of, we just don't think that, you know, my God, do I have to get in here and like at night in the, in the dusk, go on our hands and knees and snatching the weeds out and throwing them off to the side to wither and die. We just don't think that way. You know, that's the thing weeds but you gotta you gotta clear the weeds to get the crop and that is my whole point in this whole uh podcast is you gotta you gotta weed the garden and if you're too lazy to weed the garden then the weeds are going to eat i mean it's the same way with faith if you don't want to weed the garden your 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 crop is going to be garbage you know you're going to get some out but there's it's going to be a survival thing you're going, to, you're going to leave people wounded and permanently wounded because, you know, the church just didn't want to take the energy of weed in the garden. And that's just the life the way it is. So it's not like faith people are worse and recovery people are, are better or vice versa. You know, I've been there on both sides and anybody with their eyes open knows that there are a lot of weeds in both places 
And the purpose of this is just to say, hey, you know, you can't fix it until you acknowledge it. And you can't acknowledge it until you're willing to acknowledge it. Because the thing is, there are no weeds in my garden. I don't have to get out at dusk and, and get on my hands and knees after a hard day's work and pluck one little weed out at a time. That's a pain in the neck. I'll get somebody out. No, your garden, your crop, you got to get there and pull the weeds out. So what does that look like for, you know, churches? I, you know what I'm getting at. You know where I'm going. You got to pay attention to the weakness in your ch- weakest in your church. And ensure, like a good shepherd, the bookle thing, good shepherd, that you are vigilant and you're gonna you're gonna put the hammer down on the, the predators. Now churches, you know, churches aren't very good at that sometimes. Some churches are, some aren't. Oh, we can't do that because uh, this particular person has people that are important to the church that are good givers, you know. Um, their son is, is, is they're, they're, they're big givers and their son is, so we've got to sort of handle this carefully, depending on who's the victim, of course. But that's the problem. You know, are we weed-minded or crop-minded? Are we innocent lamb protectors or are we defenders of the wolves you know it's 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 crass but it's unfortunately history says that we we miss that because we don't understand that weeding is part of the job it is part of the job of bringing whatever the crop is we're interested in you know, if you're interested in sober people growing and maturing, you have to make sure at some point that you're keeping the predators down. You can't depend on the lambs to defend themselves. Some do. They get together in bands and they hammer the people. But you can't depend on that. You know, you can't depend on the, on the, the 13 steppers to just go away you know, you got to get a group of people, you know, or sober a while and they got to go to the guy or the gal and say, hey, we just don't do that here. You know, leave this person alone. At least let them get a year before you go bugging them. And by that time, we'll know who it is and we'll go to them and we'll tell them and teach them how to deal with this. But no, you, you, you don't you don't do that with new people. You don't you don't go you know, predatoring them and, and, you know, drawing them into things that are just not going to help their sobriety. You know, give them time, you know, one year at least, you know, but other times it just simply has to be, hey, dude, hey, lady, you know, leave leave the sheep alone. You know, you don't, you don't, there's, there's, there's descriptions I can't use, but you can't do that. You know, we don't tolerate that here. You know, um, so, you know, we have the nice people and we have the not so nice people. We're the nice people. We're going to talk to you nice. You've got to be careful because some of these people, they have sponsors. 
and the sponsors have sponsors and they find out that you're do, moving in on their sponsee, then that, that's not going to go well for you, you know, and, and we're not going to, we're not going to defend you. We're just going to say, Hey, go be a predator someplace else. You're not welcome here, you know, and, and it's going to get around the fellowship that, you know, Hey, you're, you, you, this is what you do. And I've been in AA for, I was in AA a long time and you don't think it, but if you're talking to people, yeah, he was, uh, yeah, no, he, he was, he was one of the guys. No, he was, he was one of the guys. So everybody knew they just didn't want to do anything about it. They didn't weed the garden. And that's my point. If you want good recovery in your group, you gotta weed the garden. I know that's difficult. You gotta go and go with two or three people and say, hey dude, hey lady, no, no, don't do that. And you might go to biblical things, hey, one person, hey dude, don't do that. Then it's, then it's a group of people come, dude, don't do that. And then, it, then finally it's like, hey, you're just not welcome here. Find another meeting, go someplace else, but you will leave the people alone. We don't want a reputation of you feeding on the pigeons. So, and, and I think that that's one of my things. I'm sober 47 years, and that's one of my sort of pet peeves. The group has to be responsible for what goes on in the group. You know, in AA, you, you have to have a certain amount of responsibility for the way your people live. And I say, I know you don't, don't believe that. We just leave people alone. You know, if, you, if your people, you know, that you have a group and are there, they're doing financial things that are not good. That, to a certain extent, is your responsibility. I know you don't believe it, but to a certain extent, you have a certain responsibility to maintain the reputation of your group. And I, I've been in AA and I've been in with that. I've run sober houses and stuff, and I've seen it. You know, some groups just do not discipline their people. They don't care whether the people are scumbag. They don't even care whether they're 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 into crime and stuff like that. You know, as long as they don't throw some sort of thing into the group, they're okay with it. But everybody knows, yeah. I mean, it's like if you're if you're you know your friend's daughter is like starting to rotate around some guy, then you go and say, hey, no, no, don't, no. You tell her, you tell him, no, you don't. You know, no, that's not not it's not okay. That's family. You know, the whole thing which should be, hey, if they walk in the door, you leave them alone. And we're watching, we understand, we know, don't do that. Not here. We want a reputation of being a safe place. And if you're here, it's not a safe place. So we have a choice. Either you be safe or you leave. That's the, that's the thing. I know that it's a contrary to a bunch of stuff. But in the end, you're going to get a better crop. Because a lot of this stuff wrecks the crop. People don't get hurt and get better after that. They, they recover, some survive, some don't. Some people just get busted so bad that they relapse. In the church, some people get busted so bad that they leave the faith. Honestly, 
honestly, trust me, I've seen it. Predators get a hold of people for the best Christian reasons, and these people are destroyed. Their faith is done. You know, they won't dark, darken a door of the church. If you're nice to them, they'll talk to you. My daughter knows people in a church we were at, and they got done. And they don't darken a door of church. They know my daughter. They talk to her. Fine. My son sees this person, and they say hello and stuff like that. And it's fine. But there is no church connection anymore because we let a predator, you know, a powerful person in the church, do a job on people. And that's a crop you can't undo because that damage lasts for a long time. So you got, it's again, if you want to, if you want to grow a good crop, a steady crop, you got to be persistent about weeding the garden. In AA, it's the same way. It's, 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 you know, when I'm thinking about it, it's exactly the same thing. It's, no, we don't want to get into a confrontation over this. No, we don't want to do that. It's going to be embarrassing. It's going to be difficult. The word is going to get out where that type of people. No, we want freedom and movement and stuff like that. We, everybody's happy, you know. What's a little broken, you know? What's a little broken stuff, you know? The strong people survive. The weak people get hammered. The real problem with that is, in both faith and recovery, they talk about God. In Christians, they talk in more specific terms, but in AA, they talk about God too. And the thing is, is that. He keeps records. You know, maybe AA and AA don't realize that, but the church knows that. He keeps records. He, he, he's not sloppy in his bookkeeping. And if you're, you're in a church that allows weak people to be, be done in, he keeps records of that. And you say, well, I didn't know anything about it. I wasn't in leadership. Or I was just on the board. I, I wasn't the pastor. Or I wasn't, I, I wasn't in the men's group. I was in the ladies' group. That doesn't work because, you know, trust me, I've been in churches. Everybody knows everything. At least a lot of people know almost everything. And the other people want to know everything. There's no such thing as an innocent church when it comes to people getting hammered. And that's a, all about the quality of the garden and the quality of the crop. You can grow you can grow cantaloupes, but if you'd weed the garden, take care of it, you would have had three or four times the cantaloupes and they'd be bigger. You know, that's that's the way it works. In AA, you know, people come and go. It's it's like a revolving door of people who are hurt and dying, and they come in, and some get it, and some don't. And the don't go out and die. And, it, and the ones that get it, even if they, some of them just survive all the abuse, and they just get sober. And they're a crop, but they're a crop of survival. They're not a crop of plenty. And I think that everyone 
I think everyone who is in faith and is recovery has a certain amount of responsibility. Oh, it's the pastor's problem. It's the board's problem. No. You know, I've known people in, in faith and they weren't necessarily in leadership, but nobody, nobody went against them. You know, I knew a lady and she saved my life and she saved the kids' lives. I mean, it's, it's, she, she got COVID and died, but she was, she was a, uh, uh, just a, the sweetest saint, but she was a tiger. She was an animal. And, you know, she saw what was going on and she got in the middle of it and said, no, not on my watch, not in my place, not under my eyes will you, you, you victimize these people. And she backed things down, backed things down and gave us enough space to survive. I'm forever ungrateful to her family. She was a sweetest saint, but she was, she was a tiger. I mean, she would not put up with anything. Nobody messed with her. Nobody, no pastor messed with her. I mean, in her funeral, they just said, nobody messed with her. You know, if, if she said it, it was law. You know, I mean, she went to a pastor for us, a new pastor, and said, hey, this is a situation. And the pastor intervened and got us a little space, uh, protected us, just worked it out so that we had some space to, to recover from a divorce and abuse and stuff like that. He handled it well, but it was mostly this lady just getting in there and telling the guy, this is what it is. This is what I think you ought to do. Uh, you will do it. Um, and he was smart enough to do it because he knew he needed her more than they needed the other thing. So I'm forever grateful for the people who did the right thing and weeded the garden, you know, tended the garden. And that was, that was this lady. She tended the garden. I mean, she wasn't flashy. She wasn't everything, but everybody knew she tended the garden and respected her for it. And the church was so much better for it, so much better for it. It was the lifeblood of the church because she defended people who needed defending. In AA, it's, it's the same way. There's always people in a group that are like, the good groups have a lot of people that are sober a long time, you know, 30 years, 40 years. 25 years and and they know people and, and all of a sudden they see you know that you know here's this young thing and she comes in and then you got these predator guys that that jump in and try to you know 12 step them and 13 step them and it, it, then then it, uh, the old timers come in and say hey dude absolutely utterly not not in my place not in my time not in this is not going to happen so you want to do this go to another group you know but not here you know and if i hear in another group you're doing it you know we're, we're going to come and see it you know we don't want that to happen i've seen it that work that way but i've also seen it the other way out of complete neglect you know groups tolerate despicable behavior wounding people you know hurting people causing people to relapse, causing people to die because they just don't have the forbearance to, to put the hammer down and say, hey, no, no, we have standards here. You know, you live by the standards or you leave. 
And I think that's what this podcast is about, is about both places. Get your act together and take a stand to protect the people that are not defending themselves well. That is that is a measure of maturity and a measure of things that are really good. And that's where I've seen, I've seen a lot. I've seen wonderful saints and wonderful people in recovery defending people. And I've seen, you know, churches absolutely tolerate appalling behavior. A lot of times, sometimes of pastors, they just don't want to get in the middle of that. Politically, they're going to be hurt. The pastor is going to, you know, take away my right to, you know, to uh, minister to kids or, you know, I, I'm going to lose my ministry rights in the church if I challenge the pastor or the assistant pastor or a department head or something like that and say, you can't do that. In other words, you're defending our position rather than pr- protecting the and AA would be the pigeons. We're not protecting the pigeons. We're protecting our prestige. And that's not good. Everybody knows that I'm talking to. They're not going to want to listen to the podcast because I'm saying this. But everybody knows it's true. Some churches are better than others. Some groups are better than others. But uh, some groups do an excellent job of weeding the garden. Other people just whatever. And, you know, what happens is that a lot of times the people that get hurt don't make noise, they just disappear. They just stop coming. They maybe find another place or they don't. You know, my daughter and me and everybody knows this guy who was vulnerable, got hurt. He's still alive, he's still, but he, he, he won't go to church. And he's poorer for it because the church didn't do what it needed to do. You know, that's the thing. Everybody that's in recovery or in faith has to weed the garden. If you want a crop that's good, you got to weed the garden. Period. The end. You know, and that's, I mean, that's that's Bible. You don't weed the garden, you don't get the crop. But the thing we got to understand is both in faith and recovery, we in the end serve the master that created the possibility that we could recover. You know, and we, the thing we forget is that there's going to be a conversation one day. And that conversation is going to be so, what about so and so? What'd you do to protect my, my girl, my guy, my this, my that? What'd you do to protect that person that I care about? What did you do personally? Uh, well, uh, uh, Yes, that is the problem. You didn't take care of my crop. Uh, I didn't. You're right. You didn't know it was my crop. You didn't know it was my crop, but it was my crop. They were my people and it was my crop. And you were workers in my vineyard and you didn't take care of the job. That's a conversation nobody wants. I wouldn't wish it on anybody. So it's a difficult situation. If I if I say something, it's gonna somebody's gonna get on my tail. You know, they might the people that are doing it might be important. They might be pastors. They might be leaders. They might be all sorts of things. You know, but you know, he doesn't look at the power of the person. He looks at the vulnerability of the victim. 
And then he makes a, he's going to ask us about it. So what did you do about, what'd you do about my crop? What'd you do about my crop? Did you weed my garden? Well, I didn't, it wasn't my garden. It was my garden. Did you weed my garden? You know, did you raise a good crop? Well, I didn't know it was yours. That's exactly what the problem is. You know, because it is all his crop. And we are responsible servants to take care of his crop. And and that goes for both faith and recovery. Christians say, well, we got the God thing. Well, recovery people got the God thing too. They need to put a name to it, sure, but they got the God thing. And we have a name to it, but we don't always understand the power of the name. You know, that's the problem. And that's going to be the conversation later. Did you defend my stuff? Well, uh, I didn't know it was your stuff. I didn't know it was your crop. You know, uh, weeding was hard. That's not a discussion we want. You know, so what we need to do is we need to pay attention and really ask the Lord, whether in recovery and faith, Lord, what would you have me do to support and protect what you care about? You know, that's the way it is. That's the whole thing. What are you going to do about all that stuff? What are you going to do about that? And I think that's a daily thing to decide and figure out how we're going to do that thing. So that is my lecture, my berating, my thing. You know, did a lot of gardening then, and we'd have these, it was pleasing you know uh, we'd have a big pile of melons or peppers or something at the end of the season you know they'd be stacked up on the porch have too many to eat but it was a pleasure to grow them and it was a pleasure to see it happen and um, that that's sort of what I'm saying if you're in a group or you're in a church labor in the vineyard and take pleasure as a group that the crop came in and it was bountiful and enjoy the pleasure of the Lord because it's his garden, it's his crop. Anyway, that's Chuck at Lazarus Recovery Podcast at the Junction of Faith and Recovery. And I wish you a good evening, night, day, whatever. If you happen to hear this, leave a comment, do something, pass the word. But anyway, this is Chuck at Lazarus Recovery Podcast at Junction of Faith and Recovery. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.